This is Together 24-7, Episode 70. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that. But seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we... We work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to Together 24-7. I am your host and co-host, Barry Cohen. You're either co-host or a host. No, I'm both. No, you're either co-host or co-host. This is our 70th episode, and we do this everything, every... Not... Not all the time. You sometimes you're you're normal. Most times you're not. Okay. I'm never normal. So we're co-hosting the show together. Yes, we are. We have we have celebrity celebrity guests today that have not been crushed like bugs. That have not been crushed like bugs. I'm very excited. They're I celebrity can tell. celebrities. So we're sitting on the living room couch. My listening audience. Our listening not audience. Not now. No, not now. Now we're sitting in Barry's office in in the recording studio part of the offices. Anyway, uh, which is the other half of his... So, I digress. So, we're sitting on the couch, and we're watching one of our favorite shows. Should be one of your favorite shows, too, and that's Shark Tank. Shark Tank, and there are a couple of other shows sort of like it. There's a food show. Anyway, these are really, really good shows for ideas, for learning about business, etc. And on the show pops Angie and Dee Calgar. And they are our guests today. They are celebrities because they were seen on Shark Tank, which is seen by like billions, I think. And if you're on TV, well. If you're on TV, well. Oh, that, there goes there. That's Somebody that, booted up. Somebody booted up. <laughs> so today we have Angie and Dee Calger. Um, they have two companies, the Custard Stand Products. Okay, Custard Stand Products is one company, and that manufactures the food that you could get in your local Kroger's and um, uh, Walmart or Walmart, Kroger's, Sam's Club, IGA, and some other stores. And then there is The Custard Stand, which is a restaurant where you can go and you can hang out with Angie and Dee. In West you Virginia. Are right. yeah. There you go. There you go. So, Angie, Dee, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, we appreciate it, guys. And, you know, the first question, we're going to go out of order and just throw some stuff in. What is it like to be on the Shark Tank? It was a a fun experience. I mean, we were, I was nervous. I mean, it's a a gut-wrenching, nerve-wracking 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I was really nervous, but it was a great, fun experience, you know, experience of a lifetime. And and tell us, you know, from there, because unfortunately you didn't get a deal, and I don't know why. Um, us either. We don't either. Yeah, but um, did sales just suddenly go up afterwards? Did you have the shark tank effect, as they call it? Oh, we definitely did. Um, our episode got bumped up uh, about a week early, and so we were almost prepared. Um, <laughs> our website crashed for about 15 minutes, um, but after that, everything seemed to work well. Our online sales, we shipped to all 50 states in the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii. Wow. So we were excited about that. Um, and that's online orders from individual customers. We've also had an increase in our sales, retail sales um, from January 1st of till March 1st of 2015. Comparatively with 2016, we're up 47.8% wow. in sales. Fantastic. So we're, we're super excited. Well, congratulations. And I, let's, I just want to clarify something here because the, the company is Custard Stand Products. They're not shipping it's custard. custard stand food products. Custard, I'm sorry, custard stand, custard food, stand products. food products. Oh, that's yeah. that's my fault. I wrote that down wrong. They are not shipping custard cross country. This is hot dog chili. This is hot dog, yes, sir. and it's the world's best hot dog chili. That's just just so we just so we clarify that. Continue. Yeah, the the name of our restaurants in the beginning we had a dairy bar. All of our food went out the window, but the name of our our business was the custard stand. Our restaurants. You know, we operated the restaurants from 91 until Til 2003. Til 2003, and then we started manufacturing our hot dog chili, and that's that's where the name comes, comes it, from. It already was called Custer Stand Chili. Yeah. Let's go down to the Custer Stand and get some of those Custer Stand hot dogs. So we knew there wasn't any sense in calling it anything else. Good branding. That's definitely good branding. Something our listeners really need to, you know, to understand is keeping that branding, and, and you know, once you get the reputation, the branding, everything. You got to keep that and just and just build off of that. So, um, Angie, this is your grandfather's recipe. It's over uh, over a century old. It's the chili for the hot dogs. And, yes, ma'am. And that's the custard stand hot dog chili. And yes. What, what about the custard itself? Was Is that a family recipe as well? It is not, and it is not custard. It is soft-serve ice cream, Catherine. Um, oh, God, way to go. I'm telling you, we, we went round and round with this. Um, there was a little dairy bar in, all, in our hometown for years, and it was officially named Elsie's Dairy Bar. Elsie However, the cow. The, everyone called that one the custard stand as well. So when we decided to open a business, we thought about like cowgirls, custards, and some other things. And what we ended up doing was the same thing everyone else had done and calling it the custard stand. That was smart. That was like super smart because it's like Band-Aid. It's like Xerox. You know, it doesn't matter what copy machine you have. You call it a Xerox. It doesn't matter what you put on your finger. You call it a Band-Aid. So you, you guys yep. took that and, and it, made, made it your own and made it your own. So that's so that's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you two. You are high school sweethearts and you guys married in 1987. So cute. Yes. You have three children. <laughs> your daughter, Alyssa, uh, runs the restaurant now. Uh, your other daughter she runs the location in Flatwoods. We have six locations of restaurants. We run one, and Alyssa runs one, and four are franchises. Four are franchises, right? So, so yes, you guys are food products, restaurants, and franchises. So, if anybody out there in West Virginia wants to open up a franchise, these are the people to talk to. Um, your daughter Lindsay is uh, 
going to beauty school and she wants to open up her own uh, her own shop. So that's a, a little bit of that raised as an entrepreneurial kid thing. And of course, there is the youngest as I am guy who's at the Pittsburgh Institute of Art, uh, uh, Pittsburgh Art Institute, and has no idea what he wants to be when he grows up. Neither do I. That's what happens with the youngest child. I hear you. I hear That's, you. He think, he wants to do something with photography and, and videos, but just not exactly sure. He'd also like to travel and, you know, all those things cost money. So we'll see where he ends up. We'll see where he ends up. Exactly. Now, I'm also thinking, you know, a, a quick self-serve ice cream stand in the beauty shop. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There you go. That sounds just, good. Just keep the hair out of it. Just yeah. yeah. Right, right. You got to well, keep it. And and then once you know, we could we could also have him doing some portrait work. And once they get you know fed and their face on and their hair dead and all that sort of thing, then they could just slip right on in and have their pictures made before and after. Before and after. <laughs> that's a that's a good start for him. Then he could you know make money, go travel, take pictures of traveling. So before um, the custard stand and the custard stand food products. You guys, custard, were, not the custard stand. The food. custard stand and custard stand food products. I we'll have it right by the go. end of the I interview. I put in, yeah, I put in, you know, just random words in there. You were also in business together, so this is not your first venture in being together twenty four seven. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, we had early on, we had a bed and breakfast, oh. and I pretty much ran that. And the it, we didn't live in the bed and breakfast. We had a you know like an innkeeper that lived in, but we came in and did breakfast and interacted with the guests and that sort of thing. <clears throat> and D, that wasn't his favorite thing. Um, so I didn't um, mind it. It wasn't my favorite thing. So um, we've also had split rail fencing company. He had a split rail fencing company and manufactured the things that you make you know horse fence out of that sort of thing. Yeah, also I had a, a 3D uh, archery range at my home because I love to hunt fish. So we had that going on, and then I was uh, into trucking. I had uh, log trucks, you know, with the with the, the the fence company. I also had our own uh, log trucks, and then then I eventually got into home coal and black right, top and gravel. Top. So I had a trucking company also. And Angie's then, always had insurance. She's she's taught school and had insurance, and that's allowed me to you know be more of an entrepreneur and take, you know, more chances and be and, a little uh, more flexible. Yeah. Be a little <clears throat> more flexible. Wow. That is, that is fabulous. So you guys have built a number of different businesses. This being uh, one that is again, 25 years that, that you guys have been doing this and now you're, you're national celebrities, international celebrities. They get this in Canada, right? That makes it international. Yes. We yeah. actually got emails from people in Canada. How wonderful. They were How very nice was. emails. They were yes, they were very nice and very polite, I'm sure. Yes. So, how did you guys do it? How, how and why did you start in business together? What when when I taught school, you know, we knew that a school teacher's income is not always a lot of money. Um, I I always knew what I wanted to be from the time I was in third grade on. I wanted to be a school teacher when I grew up, and so I entered college as a sophomore. And we, you know, when I finished, I finished college in two and a half years. We got married, and shortly after that, we opened a restaurant. You know, had one baby. Well, we missed a restaurant. We, you know, we missed a restaurant. We we moved away. I went to Gaithersburg and got it, went into construction right out of high school. And uh, her parents hated her being away because she, you know, she did teach, but she taught up there. And her dad's like, "If you come back here, I'll put you in a coal truck." 
So uh, we came back. I got in the coal truck and, and we started working. You know, I was trucking. She was teaching. And we just we just missed the, the, the restaurant. You know, when we were kids, we had the milkshakes and the hot dogs at the stand. And, and we just totally missed that. And we're like. There was you know, no hangout spot, yeah, and we wanted an additional yeah. income. You know, yeah. we looked at a couple. We looked at a couple of the you know multi-level marketing businesses and things like that for an income stream, and we just decided we'd open up a restaurant with no restaurant experience. I mean, you know, my grandparents had a bar, and I was raised in the the kitchen part of that business, and worked at a 4-H camp, and then worked as a waitress in the kitchen, and you know different things like that. But we knew that our town needed a custard stand. Plus, we wanted to make more money, so you know that's uh, that always helps. Yeah, that always helps. And we opened the, the, you know, the restaurant. We we remodeled a. uh, It was actually an apartment in a three bay car wash. Three bay car wash on the back. So we had we had the the car wash operating. We had the dairy bar in the front apartment, and then we was renting the two uh, apartments above the building. And then, of course, I was doing the the trucking and the fence company and she was teaching and we had the, so we had a lot going on. <laughs> so we had a lot going on, you know, and, and, and then in Oh three, that's uh, when we started manufacturing the, the chili and I sold, sold my truck and invested that money back into the company. So when did you sleep? Very little, very little. And Dee's much better with that than I am. I'm one of those people that likes eight or nine hours of sleep a night and I'm a nighttime person. He's a morning person and he wants, you know, up and at it at the crack of dawn. And you managed sometimes. To, sometimes and you managed to work that out. You so you guys have your schedule down pat where you're where you're working that out. You've got a lot of businesses and three kids. Oi. Did they yeah? And now grandkids. And now, and now grandkids. grandkids. <laughs> Do the grandkids help in the store at all? There too. We have a two-year-old, a seven-week-old, and a six-week-old. Oh my but goodness! They, they definitely spend time at the office and in the restaurant locations both. Wow! So they'll grow up as little. That's that's the next generation. So your kids grew up in an entrepreneurial family, which Barry and I grew up in, and it's an experience not to be missed. And now your grandkids are growing up in an entrepreneurial family, and and um, Angie, you grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So this is going generation after generation after generation. How wonderful. Yes. yes. And, 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 you know, that's one of the things that we have always instilled in our children that you can be and do whatever you want to work hard enough to make happen. You know, if you want to go to school and get a degree and you know, work in a field that's a career and work for someone else, then you need to work and be at the top of that field. You know, if you want to work for yourself and be an entrepreneur and own your own business, then that's every bit as much work. And it comes at different times. We've missed <clears throat> activities with our kids occasionally. And we've missed, like you said, a lot of sleep. And a lot of, you know, Saturdays and Sundays we spend working. But in the end, it all ends up being worth it for us. That's that's so important. So when did you realize uh, doing all these, having all these different businesses and supporting each other? I The theme that I hear here is is how much you guys just supported each other going, you know, starting businesses and building them up and then eventually D as you said selling a business and reinvesting it how did how did you realize you could do all this without ruining your relationship it's just it, it we work really well together i mean you know she's the we uh, yell and scream yeah, i mean don't get us wrong and, some of the off, you know we and, ran off an office employee or two and, with and, yelling and screaming you know, but I'm, I'm really easy going you know it takes a lot to really make me mad 
and, and he then, smiles all the time. Yeah, and then when she when she pushes the wrong buttons and I really get mad, she kind of backs off and you know. So. I, I know, I know when it gets there. Um, and me, I sometimes tend to fly off the handle a little bit, but you're not going to find bosses with more heart than what we'd have. Yeah. And you know, with, we care about our employees. We want to help them, you know, make better lives for themselves as well as as help us make better businesses. So tell us that that's so wild. Uh, Angie, I have to ask this question. Are, are in, in, your, in your ancestry somewhere, do you know if you're Italian? <laughs> not that I know of. Uh, but, you know, I honestly have, we've not looked, so. Yeah, I'm thinking the fly off the handle part. That's got to <laughs> be Italian. That's me. That is so me, 100%. And Barry, you're the one who's always smiling. And I am. He, Even he, when I'm sticking the knife in you, I'm smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so division of labor um, in these in these two businesses, and and uh, custard stand food products being well, custard stand food products being the same but it's different our main than business. that's the main business. Same but different than the custard stand, which you're franchising out. So it's the same in that. The product is the same. It's it's that wonderful chili. It's different in that, you know, one is a restaurant. Retail shop. Retail shop. And then the franchise, selling the franchise, training the people, supporting the franchise. And then manufacturing and shipping and all that. So we got three things going on. Who does what? How did you decide on the division of labor? And how do you check in with each other? Um, pretty much whatever we felt we were better at. I manage the employees for the restaurants and I train the employees for the new restaurants. We also have a manager that's been with us for 24 years. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so she's very valuable to us in the, the restaurant part of it. I manage the office employees for food products and D manages the plant employees. And then as far as, you know, I'm the kind of the face of the custard stand in that I go out and talk to our customers and greet our customers and make sure things are good, handle any issues, that sort of thing. And D takes care of any maintenance or operational issues that come up. <clears throat> and then with food products, D manages the plant employees and he takes care of maintenance, shipping and production in the facility. And then I take care of sales and marketing. So in the beginning, <clears throat> sorry about that, but in the beginning, it was what we were good at. And, and Z's gotten much better at being the face of Custard Stand and managing employees. So <laughs> he's picked up some of that. I, I'm not picking up the maintenance end of it, though. I'm here to tell you. No, you don't, you don't want to get underneath the machinery and do all that fun, exciting stuff. Or cleaning toilets. Or cl I do right. not. <laughs> How many but I'll tell you what, we've never asked our employees to do something that we haven't already done. So we've made our rounds, we've cleaned those toilets, we've mopped those floors, scrubbed that tile, oh, yeah. packaged chili, you know, whatever it was. We've done it. And so, you know, when the employees you know, don't want to do it or, or have an issue with doing it, you know, we can tell them this is how it works and this is what you do to move to the next level. That That's so important that you know each and every aspect of your business. Um, you don't have to do each and every aspect of your business. You certainly don't want to do it as you grow and you want to hire the right people but if you don't understand what the person you're hiring, what the person you've hired is doing, you're never going to get the best out of them. They're going to do what they want. They're going to do exactly right. what they right. want. And how many people do you guys employ? 
we have uh, uh, six in the plant. That's the custard. That's food products in the in the manufacturing. And I we have, have three in the office. Yep. And then we have um, seasonally. You know, the restaurants are a little seasonal. We operate year round, but we have more employees in the winter time. We go down to between eight and ten, and in the summertime we can have between sixteen and twenty. And we also do. We have a lot of first time job. We do a lot of high school, college age kids that you know we're their first job and we want to make sure that they learn to be good employees yeah that's in the restaurants that is so fantastic that you guys together are are building this empire for your children as well as building up the economy you know we're very community minded very you know we support anything and everything going on in the community from the Relay to Life events to the high school students, you know, to the gifted program that I work with, um, to the athletics programs, the honors programs, all those sorts of things. We support all of, you know, as many things in our community, in our area as we can, as well as around the state. You know, it's oh, nothing yeah, for us too. to drop product off at Flatwoods that someone's going to pick up for an event in Charleston that we've donated or send the product to Wheeling with a, you know, a local person here that's going to visit family that is having an event or a function that we're donating product for. Now, now listeners go onto your computer, go to Google maps, (laughs) put in West Virginia, and then you'll figure out where all these towns are that they're talking about. Well, I know Wheeling, West Virginia, because Billy Joel sings about that incorrectly incorrectly uh-huh. but he sings about wheeling west virginia so that one i know <laughs> I, now i want to go take a step back a little bit because you touched on this a little bit i want to dig a little bit deeper tell us about your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement and how you worked through it and how many dishes were, were thrown in <laughs> now uh, the 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 biggest one that i can think of we we purchased a uh it's actually the building that our new restaurant's in downtown now, and it was called Carpenter Five and Ten. It was a, you know, like a gift shop. It was more than a gift shop. What it is was me? like a, a small five and ten, five and dime store from the fifties and sixties that just held over and held on, and was very near and dear to my heart. You know, back to that Italian thing. It was very near and dear to my heart, and so we bought that business. A huge building that you know that heated. You know, it had an old coal furnace in there, and I terrible roof, leaky roof, leaky roof, poor lighting. Yeah, poor lighting. You know, it was in a good location. It was right in the middle of our little town, but just you know, so much stuff in there that was outdated that we had to haul off. And I, I, I wanted to choke her head off. Honestly, <laughs> God, I wanted to. You know, she she bought it. I mean, you our know, banker even told yeah, me that even we should buy it, and and I wanted it, so I bought it. Yeah, the you woman know? wins. And, and, of course, it didn't make it. You know, we had to. You know, we were there for about eighteen months. Eighteen months, shut the business down, and it it worked out. You know, I actually cut the half of, back half of the building completely off, made a parking lot, and that's where the new custard stand is now. So, you know, it it worked out for us, but it was you know that was a tough one for me when we you know she made that purchase. And you know, kinda, she wanted it. And, I just said know. I'm going to buy it, and you can either get on board or get off board. But I'm going to buy it. And he was like, "Well, I'm not helping you with it. Not one little bit. I'm not helping you with it." But I did. I and the first myself. week, the first <laughs> week, he fell off of a ladder and broke his arm. Yeah, working in the in the on the lighting. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! That. Yep. So so Angie, was that your fault then? Oh, of course. And <laughs> and the doctor wouldn't cast it because. Um, he wanted to, the doctor was a big hunter 
and D, if, you know, this was like July, and if D didn't get, you know, if he didn't put a cast on it, then he wouldn't have to have physical therapy and all this other stuff. So he wouldn't miss hunting season. So then it was, you know, even worse tragedy because I was going to make him miss hunting season. But meanwhile, his arm is at a right angle somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. And he's hauling around, you know, all the time in this sling, like months in a sling, like what, three months uh, in a yeah. sling or something? So. Did it end up healing okay? Because I know my sisters, when she was a kid, didn't heal okay, and they had to re-break it. No, it it, it done fine. It's uh, you know. But he still complains, you know. Yeah. And I get that. My arm's really aching, Ange. If I wouldn't have fell off that stupid ladder, if you wouldn't have had me in that darn five and ten. So, in fact, it did carry over into your oh, personal yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it has. So, aside from Angie always being right, how did you work through this one? Well. You know, the restaurant, We when, when it came, you know, we put the restaurant in, and now it makes me, it make, you know, I'm proud. It's proud of I'm it. proud of, the, of the, the new restaurant, the new design, and, uh, you know, so that's how I, I, I work through it. He just kind of sucked yeah. it up, really. Yeah, kind of just sucked it up. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I understand. So you, you bought the Five and Dime. You, uh-huh. Yeah, and you, you purchased it to operate it as that particular business, not purchased it for the building so you can create the restaurant. Is that correct? That's yes. right. That's right. Okay. Yep. All right. So when you realize that that business itself, the business model wasn't really working. And uh, he rubbed it in, let me tell you. You, oh, rubbed, yeah. you rubbed it in, chopped off the back of the building, mm-hmm. made, made a parking lot out of it, and then built out the restaurant. Was that basically the timeline, the story? That's yes. it. That's awesome. right. I got yeah. it figured out. You got it figured out. And, yeah. and that's an important thing, you know, for our listeners, pivot. You try, You can try things. Try anything you want. But know when it's not working. Know when it's not working and be ready to pivot. And that's what saved you guys um, from what could have been a tremendous loss is, okay, this isn't working. We gave it enough time, 18 months, uh, to, to know your numbers and, and, and know what direction you're going in. Doesn't work. Quick change it around, do something that we've proven, do something that works, and now you guys are in good shape. So that's pretty cool. And always remember, get the little giant ladder. Get the little giant ladder. Because it's the ladder. safest ladder in the it world. It is the safest ladder in the world. We could do a whole show on that little giant. We actually giant. had a friend of ours that was on the infomercial because he was on his roof using an old ladder. He fell off, broke his arm, I think, crawled into the house, and then he bought the little giant because when he was in the hospital, he saw the commercial. He says, that's what I need. That's so- right. Hi, Greg. <laughs> So, but I, but I digress. And, and, you know, one of us had to be willing to suck it up and and let the other one do what they wanted. And then when I realized that it wasn't going to be successful, then I had to admit that I was wrong and, you know, eat that crow so that we could move on to the next project with it. Did, did you have to announce it to the world that you were wrong? I I make Catherine do that all the time. Yeah. Excellent. Did you post it on Facebook to all your friends and family? I did not have to post it on Facebook because at that time, Dee thought Facebook was the devil and ah. he didn't have a Facebook. <laughs> and he just, you know, was on me all the time for being on Facebook and looking at Facebook and this, that, and something else. Well, now guess who has a Facebook? Oh, and I love darn it. near as many friends as yeah. I do. But that, w- that was a missed opportunity, though. That's but right. now you know, Dee, next time that she <laughs> admits she's wrong, it goes on Facebook in public. Just, right. just so we know. Now I want, I want to go into the more important question. Tell us what some of the joys of being together 24-7 are. Um, we, in, we enjoy each other's company, so that you know, makes it really easy. We, he has friends. I have friends outside of work 
that we do spend time with and, and that we are able to, you know, go places, go visit. He goes golfing. I hate golf. I tried to hit that little white ball and didn't have any luck yeah. at all. Um, he doesn't ever want to pick up a book and read anything. And I could sit by the pool and read all day. So, um, you know, one of the biggest things is it allows us the opportunity to spend time with our family and our friends, work-related or not. And that's a big plus for us. You know, we may go on a weekend event with family or friends, but we're always looking at new locations to pick up and carry our hot dog chili or, you know, scouting out restaurant locations or looking for retailers or something like that. So the ability to spend time with each other, whether it be about business or be about fun and enjoy that time is something that's really valuable to us. Well, yeah, we can enjoy it, but it's really, you know, it's always about business. I mean, we're always about business. It doesn't matter where we're at, you know, if we're together. We went to Holden Beach and and bought a house. And Dee looked at, um, you know, just like a vacation home for our whole family. And Dee looked at locations for custard stands. And I'm like, for goodness sakes, this is supposed to be vacation. We're not supposed to be going, you know, or put in a new custard stand. Let's, you know, look at something else. But or there's, you know, there's there's retailers everywhere, grocery stores. So and no one matter of the other where things, we're at, we can go in and, and, and check out the competition, see what they have. Working together yeah. has allowed us to travel a lot. We've been to Las Vegas to food shows. We've been to New York to the fancy food show. And we were able to take not only our children, but my mom and, and a, couple, a cousin and a friend, you know, along with us to help us with the show. And so getting to travel together and spend time together and, and discover new places, learn about new places is awesome. And what do you do, if anything, to separate your business time from your family time? Honestly, you know, we, we don't a whole lot. That's, that's probably one of our weaknesses. It's probably one of our downfalls is that we don't separate enough of that. We don't leave the business out as much as we probably should. But on the flip side of that is we get very valuable input from my dad and mom, you know, that have been in a lot of different businesses, Dee's dad and mom that see a lot of different people. And, you know, we get a lot of input from them and even the kids, you know, it's nothing for us to sit down at a family dinner and have a family dinner. You know, I'll cook meat and, you know, mom will bring potatoes and Linda, these mom will bring biscuits and, you know, whatever we've got going on and just have a big family dinner and talk about plans or expansion or future or different things. Well, that's another thing about family uh, we left that out earlier my mother worked in the restaurant for us for we, 22 22 years we opened you well know. she worked 20 years in the restaurant and then two years in the food manufacturing yeah. so for she, us. she was our quality control she was our quality control and my dad's you know he helped me with a lot of the remodeling the electrical the wiring you know that's where i picked all that up from so you know even though you, it's you know hard that's, to separate. That, we're working it's still family time right and it's hard were, to separate the business from the family when the business includes the family right there that's it and and, you know sometimes you don't need to separate as long as it works for you you know everybody has their own way of doing things with Catherine and i we don't separate business time from family time we're we're always us so you know and part of us is the business and sounds like the same way with you guys and your whole family well my nickname is the chili queen and Dee didn't want to be the chili king he only wanted to be the chili man he just wasn't that I, I'm a chili <laughs> man, and, 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 and when all, when our product becomes a national product, then I'll be the chili king. But you know, our, our ki- you know our, our parents are the chili you know parents, and, and that's what you know. You're the chili parents, and the kids are you're the chili princesses and the chili prince, and you know that sort of thing. So well, we involve a lot of them. 
I, I think just as for a fun idea for you, once you do go national, you have to <laughs> videotape or videotape, re- video record a ceremony of D being and- crowned the chili <laughs> the king. king. Yes, the coronation, <laughs> the chili coronation ceremony. I think that would be good. Uh, so now, have you guys read any particular books, business books that you could recommend to our listeners? Yeah, that, that have helped you along in your business careers? Um, you know, I use reading mostly as an escape from business. So I like the historical type of, you know, kind of romancy type novels. And if these reading anything, it's just hunting magazines. Now, yeah. he spends a lot of time on YouTube watching videos, seeing how, you know, things work, how other people do things, that sort of thing. And I use the um, restaurant smart briefs. And the newsletter Smart Briefs, the Shelby Report, some of those daily newsletters that come into my email inbox for a lot of that type of reading. So very specific to your business. Very interesting. Restaurant Smart Briefs. We'll have that you, you, out you, on the show notes. Yeah, narrow down what you want to read, what works for you, and you just do it. And you just do it. Really, really, really uh, laser focused. So now if you can give our listeners just one piece of advice what would it be? Uh, believe in, believe, believe in whatever you're doing. I mean, believe in your product, you know, uh, the hot dogs darn near every single day. Yeah. I mean, I still, I, the only time I, you know, in the beginning when I would go in there and have to cook the, the chili and I had to stand over the pots and stir and I was getting the, you know, the steam up in my face and stuff. I had to cut back to maybe hot dogs once a week, but now I still eat them two or three times a week, you know, because, you know, I, I want to make sure that the, the product, the customer's getting, you know, what, what I expect, you know what I'm saying? But, but, but you have to stay focused. You have to believe and, uh, you know. You have to be passionate. Yeah, passion. passion now, for me, I, you know, don't be afraid to take a risk. You're not going to advance if you're not afraid to take a risk. Calculate your risk. You know, there's a difference between a stupid risk and a, and a calculated risk. So calculate your risk and, and take a risk that is, is a good risk for your business. But also, when someone tells you no, your product is not a fit for them or you don't fit in their retail store, then you find out why. Don't No's are not necessarily bad. you got to have so many no's to get to the next yes, but find out what's wrong that they're telling you no and turn that into something that benefits you as a business. We had a store that told us that, you know, they didn't see our product in the freezer section. You know, they only saw it in the cooler section. So we did shelf life testing and came up with a thawed shelf life of 30 days for our product as a response to that. And that's where we want to be is right on the wall with the hot dog wieners. You know, when you pick up your pack of Oscar Myers, you're also picking up your pack of custard stand. And, um, that was the biggest thing for us was not, you know, when someone tells you no, be very persistent, find out why they're telling you no, don't be rude, but, you know, be very persistent and get a reason for the no so that that helps you prevent the next no. And that's where you blew it for me. You said, don't be rude. <laughs> well, that's. I'll let Catherine talk to the people that say no to us then. Oh, I'd be even ruder. So you've, you've, you've got that little bit. So now. With the food product people, we're going to do the food round. So tell us, guys, what is your favorite meal to cook together? You touched on that a little bit earlier. Or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant besides the custard stand? (laughs) 
Um, probably Dee likes to fish, and he they go to, to Ohio and catch walleye, and so we'll fix, we'll fry walleye, bread walleye with cornbread, fry the walleye fish, and fried potatoes and brown beans and cornbread and coleslaw. Now, Dee's not a fan of the coleslaw, but that's one of our favorite things to do together. Um, and he also likes to man the grill. So, you know, anything that we're fixing steaks, on the grill, yeah, steaks, chicken ribs. chicken ribs, he likes to do that a lot. So being the non-fishing people that Catherine and I are. Was <laughs> we're that... going to raise tilapia in the backyard but, soon. But, but, There's that. <laughs> did, did you say Walla, W-A-L-A? No, it's walleye, W-A-L-L-E-Y-E. Oh. Walleye. That's, that's one that they catch up in um, Ohio in the Great Lakes. Yeah. Not a lot of it in West Virginia. We did catch one last year in our local lake, but um, mostly up near the Great Lakes areas where they go up there and fish for those. For walleye fish. I think I've heard of that and fish. Then, and then we also do, you know, he likes to hunt, so he'll do, you know, we'll fry deer meat and have deer meat and fry potatoes with the kids and he always wants pork and beans and corn with that. And then if we're doing squirrels, he wants squirrels and mashed potatoes and gravy and biscuits and green beans. Now, you know, Catherine and I are originally from New York, right? Yeah. We don't do squirrel <laughs> squirrel. We, we don't understand. We don't understand. My cousin was married somebody to somebody from uh, Kentucky for a while. And, and he used to eat squirrel too. And roadkill. And road, no, I don't think he ate roadkill. I think it was just squirrel when he was a kid. But anyway, so so you guys like to that you, that, that walleye fish fry seems to be the uh, everybody gets together in the family and does their part. Last last question before we take a break: red, white, or beer? Well, I'm not beer, so I'm going to go with red. Beer. Like you drink beer. <laughs> beer like beer. you drink. Yep, beer. beer. Beer drinker and a red wine drinker. How wonderful. Okay. Yep. How wonderful. All right. So let's All take right. a let's take a little break and uh, show some love to our sponsors and then we'll come back with pet peeve. Hey everybody, we know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together twenty four seven listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a thirty day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Barry. I missed you. I'm sitting right here. Hi, Angie. Hi, Dee. All right. Hey, hey so, Angie, you have... No, no, no. It was Dee who had the pet peeve. It was Dee who had the pet peeve. Angie Dee? was shot down. Angie, Angie's pet peeve yeah. was shot down. Well, it's, it's a pet peeve that, like... 
a lot of us have, and that is, and I'll just talk about it quickly, and that is people who don't respond quickly. You send out emails, you make phone calls, you, you want to be professional about something, and then the person on the other end isn't. But anyway, D, tell us about your pet peeve. It, it aggravates me so much if an employee doesn't give me notice if they're going to not show up for work. You know, if they just, and then a no-show, just... No call, no, no show. Co- yeah, no call, no show. Just, just... They aren't there. They're not there. You know, and, and I, you know, if just, just call me, let me know, and I'll get another employee to come in, you know, work it out. It, it, it's that simple. But, you know, it, that's my pet peeve. That's so aggravating for me. Now, do you find that's typically with the teenagers or the older employees or both? In the 24 years we've worked, I've had it with both. You know, the, the, the teenagers, it's, the teenagers think they can call off with a text message. Yeah, yeah. They think they can just send you a text message and say, oh, I can't come to work today. Right. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Pick up the phone and call me and tell me what's going on. Um, with the older people, you know, you have employees that, you know, are good employees and bust their hind end. And for whatever reason, they oversleep. They don't come, you know, they, I don't know. But they don't call you, and then I guess maybe they're afraid to call because we, we do get kind of mad when they call. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen to us a lot now, but, you know, in the years that we've done this, you know, it, there's nothing more aggravating to be laying in the bed. The person's your employee's supposed to be there at 6.30 and 15 after 6. They do call and say, I can't make it, or, you know, 6.30. Or at 7 o'clock, someone else 7 calls o'clock. and says, hey, so-and-so Somebody's didn't show here. up. Did they call you? So. That's, that's a good message for all of our listeners, be professional in everything that you do. Take the hit. You know, Angie's Angie's going to go all crazy on you when you call, but uh, no, just kidding. Seriously, <laughs> just take the hit, make the phone call, be professional about it, and move on. I hate it, Catherine, when right. you don't call me when, you, when you're not coming into work. It just <laughs> drives me crazy. You don't call, you don't write, you don't text. No, I, I do none of the above. Usually means I'm out back with the chickens. Anyway. So um, if you want to find out more and order some wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, chili for your hot dogs and probably other stuff, too, go to oh, chili soup. Our chili soup is awesome. Yeah. Chili soup. So you've, you've yep. got a lot of chili choices. Custardstand.com is the website. We're going to have that and some more contact information for Angie and Dee on the website, on the uh, on the show notes page for them. Guys, thank you so much. I'm still excited. We interviewed like real live celebrities, people that we saw on TV. What are you going to do when we have Bill and Melinda Gates on the show? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not that impressed with Bill Gates anymore. He retired. He plays he plays uh, bridge with uh, with my niece and nephew. Bill Bill Gates plays bridge. I just want him to adopt me for a minute or two. I know, just a minute or two. That's all you (laughs) need. But in all seriousness, um, you know. Great, great adventure that you had on uh, on Shark Tank. We're so glad that you guys got that Shark Tank bump and and improved your bit, you know, brought your business to the next level. Although for those of you who haven't seen it, take a look at that episode. You will be very, very impressed with what Angie and and Dee have done. And and we're looking forward to seeing everything nationwide. And we're looking forward to seeing everything nationwide. So thank you guys so much for being on the show. All right, right. we're working hard on it, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 
We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsor's links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.